Good afternoon. Welcome to Fit Talk with Nick. I am your host, Nick Rodriguez, and this is the show where we cover a broad range of health and wellness topics, but today we are going to be talking about the foot and the ankle. Um, Let's get started. Before we get started, actually, I just want to tell you guys about my workout today. I have not been working out consistently at all recently. I've just been getting bogged down with things. My interests have just been flying around, okay? I do programming for other people. I'd be reading, trying to get walks in other things and picking up things up and putting them down. But today I did that. I'm going to tell you the workout so you guys can try it if you want to. Um, but again, it's not necessary. So what it was is push-ups. I only did five sets. So I did four reps, six reps, eight reps, 10 reps. That was all I did. Um, I allowed 20 seconds, 30 seconds of rest in between, not much at all, but you can adjust that pretty much however you have to. I did pull-ups. I'm trying to think what I did there. I did the same thing, five sets, except I did one, two, three, four, and five reps for each set. It just keeps you climbing, so it's a good way to build endurance. Again, that was like 20 seconds of rest in between, but you need more rest, you take more rest. Um, Use the talk test if you really want to. I mean, if you can't do pull-ups, just do a bar hang. Okay, if you can't do a bar hang, pick something up, hold it up over your head push-up regression, just do an incline push-up. If you can't do a regular one, um, that'll work out just fine. If you have access to a rower, I went rowing. I only did two cycles. That was pretty much my warm-up. I did two 500-meter splits pretty much as fast as I could or at least a little bit below that just so I can get my heart pumping a little bit. Plus, I'm my cardio sucks. I'm terrible at cardio, but it's something I got to work on, so I look at it as an obstacle that I'm basically just trying to improve instead of something that's super daunting. And the last thing I did was jerks, double kettlebell jerks. This is not for like beginners, that last exercise. So if you are a beginner or you're just getting started, focus on the cardio, push-ups, pull-ups, adjust your own reps however you need to. It actually is pretty simple. But it's also a good example of how simple you can make a workout and still see see results out of it pretty much. I mean, I'm still tired now, feeling a little sore, but I got stretch. All right, now let's really get started. So like I said, the topic at hand is foot and ankle. I'm going to start from the foot. We're going to go up, um, but we're basically going to take the next couple weeks and talk about the joints in and of themselves. I'm going to miss stuff. There's a lot to talk about, um, but if there's anything that people want me to cover, all you got to do is send me an email, uh, leave a message on the Facebook, anything like that. So let's go over the foot first. The purpose of your foot pretty much is stability, okay? If you are not sure-footed, you're probably clumsy. I'm clumsy. I trip up the stairs every day. I've been doing it for like 20 years, and I'm sure a lot of you guys have too. But the purpose of it is when you are standing, walking, in movement cutting, if you're playing a sport, that foot needs to be planted and stable. Now, the foot and the ankle actually work together, but the foot's purpose is stability, pretty much staying balanced. And a good way to challenge that is literally standing on one leg. However, the best way to employ a stable foot, it's, I read a book called the Squat Bible back in the day. He, The author uses Aaron Horshig's his name. He uses an example called the tripod foot and it stuck with me because it makes a lot of sense. Three points of contact with your foot. Obviously your whole foot's on the ground, but three points that you mentally want to focus on. And this has to be deliberate thinking, all right? Because you're learning this. Whenever you learn something with your body, you actually have to think about it. If you do mindless movement, 
you won't feel the muscle activate. That, so that goes back to the mind-body connection. I know, I know I talk about that, but it's true. So that tripod foot, the big toe, the little toe, and the heel of your foot, those three points need to be flat on the floor before you even do anything. Okay, most people have flat feet, so it's difficult for them to do that, but you just have to think and force yourself. Big toe, pinky toe, heel of your foot on the floor, when those are flat, you're stable. Okay, so so to fix the collapsing arch is very difficult because some people are just flat-footed. I know a lot of flat-footed people, people got wide feet, it's whatever. It's not bad. It's just something that they have to work around. You got to force that into position um, just because they're more inclined to collapse in. Now, this is the, the this is why it's so bad when that happens. When the foot collapses in, your ankle turns in and your tibia is it connects with your ankle. So that'll make your knee turn in. So every time you squat, every time you walk and your foot hits the ground and it collapses inward, your whole knee is taking a little tweak inside. Not only that, it'll travel up to the hip and then you get hip pain. So everything is literally connected. One joint is connected to the other. So when there's a weak link in the chain, it, it all goes haywire. You don't know what hurts and why it hurts. You pretty much got to troubleshoot it all. So what I've been teaching people when I train is proper mechanics, just proper stability. Start with your feet, go to the top. So again, tripod foot and balance on one leg. See how long you can go. 30 seconds, 20 seconds, 40 seconds. This is very good for the older population because we fall a lot. They fall, they break bones. If you're 60 and you're taking a tumble, it's, it's going to hurt. <laughs> um, so practice your balance. It is beneficial no matter what age you are. Literally, if I go on one foot, I will topple. I can't even do, you know, you tried the single leg RDL and I'm twisting just because my foot's not always so stable. But it also helps out with better movements and better movement means you're going to be able to move much more. The foot doesn't really focus on stability. Uh, the ankle focuses on, or let me take that back. The foot focuses on stability. The ankle focuses on mobility. You've got to be able to move your ankle. If you have stiff ankles, how can you squat? How can you lunge? It's probably difficult to walk up the stairs. I know that seems like such a minor thing, but think of the ankle or think of the ankle angle of your ankle. That was hard to say. It needs to bend, right? It's got to bend straight. Many people with Achilles injuries, they sprain their ankles. I sprain mine. Um, once that happens, it's pretty much difficult for them to gain proper function. I mean, they can gain it, but it's going to be difficult. It's going to be unstable, okay? And it might even be like a tear, and you can get scar tissue around the joint, and that's just going to make it immobile. I work with a client. Boy, he he is stiff. It's a stiff boy. He is amazing cardio, though, and it makes me wonder how much better he would be spinning and be doing all of his cardio if he could just get that knee, that ankle dorsiflexion good. Because his squats aren't bad. I mean, he does a lot of weight, but he doesn't do a lot of weight. I don't let him do a lot of weight because that's not super cleaned up. But he has the potential, man. He's a workhorse. So I'm currently working on that with him. It's hard. It's, it's difficult when people get tight, right? And it takes a long time for the body to adapt to it. So if you have stiff ankles... You got to stretch them. So this is how we're going to test if you got stiff ankles. Stand up normally. What you're going to do is you're going to focus on your left foot. Get the tripod foot on your left foot. 
and take a step forward with your right foot. Don't lift the heel of your left foot off the ground. If your heel comes up, that means you can't properly get that bend in your ankle, so you don't have the range of motion there. So just do that to test, see how tight it is, see if your heel moves, see if your foot twists, and try to keep it straight whenever you do that. And just ease into it. Just move more and more forward with that right foot and vice versa if you're checking your left foot. And just so that way you can deepen that stretch a little bit. Just Google some calf exercises. We have basic ones. You know, you, you walk up to a wall and dorsiflex your foot. Put your toes on the wall and try to make your heel touch. You could step on your stairs and let your heel drop to the floor. That stretches your calf, but that acts on your ankle joint, right? You're still seeing that, that angle deepen on the front of your ankle. So stretch your calves and make sure you're moving those ankles. Another one, get into a lunge position. That front leg is going to be planted, right? Tripod foot again, always. Plant that front foot, and all you're going to do is slide that knee forward, and it's also going to deepen the stretch, okay? If you cannot do that with your knee, because I know a lot of people in the world got knee problems, basically just stick to the one where you step on the staircase, toes are on the stairs, heels are hanging off, and you just drop your heels. Don't go too deep, though, because range of motion, too much tension is not good, okay? It might not feel that good for you. Another one that I was thinking of, if you really need to use the wall for balance, you can do that. So stand in front of the wall pretty much. Take little steps back. Keep your hands on the wall, okay? You're going to lean towards it, essentially. Every step back you take, make sure your heels are down. It's basically going to deepen that stretch even more for you. So those are just like four little, four little stretches that you can test out just to see how tight you are and just improve upon it, if anything. Benefits of it is movement. Literally better movement overall. When that foot is not stable, you are not, you're not moving properly. As I said before, instability causes an unstable ankle. Think about if you were going for a basketball jump, going for a layup. You plant the foot, start to jump. If it's not stable, it's, it's not, you're either not going to go that high. You could even injure yourself that way. You could roll that ankle pretty much. You, you do, you're running. Unstable foot leads to unstable ankle, and you're going to roll it. That's the easiest example I can give you. Again, a little complicated with the basketball. But to prevent that, like I said, train your balance. Practice on, stand on one foot, stand on a BOSU ball, stand on something unstable. That is all you have to do. You can start out with two feet, um, but the more advanced option is one foot. And you'll see benefits either way, especially if you have bad balance because your body adapts pretty quickly but you got to maintain it. That's the thing. We adapt quick. Then we build all that strength, speed, balance up, take a week or two off, even a little bit longer, and you'll lose a decent chunk of it. Um, and that happens faster the older you get. So you really got to maintain that stuff. And it doesn't take much, man. It takes 30, 30 minutes to an hour, a couple days a week, four days. But unless you're training for like marathons, 5Ks, you really don't need to like dedicate yourself to like a crazy, crazy schedule. You can just... Make your workouts, focus on your movements, focus on your cardio, and just dedicate a day, one to four days a week, pretty much, to just improve that or maintain that. Okay, so another thing you have to be aware of the foot and ankle, I mentioned it earlier, collapsing arches. If you have flat feet, be, just be aware. Um, don't 
let them fall in. Don't buy shoes that have bad arches or they're, or they're getting old. Um, I, I work out barefoot whenever I do legs or upper body pretty much. I just I don't take my shoes off. Some people might feel weird about that, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. A lot of people at most of the gyms that I work at or have worked at or even been to work out barefoot. So this, I just, I just realized that I did miss something. This is something that should have been taught or mentioned in the beginning a little bit, but it's okay that you're hearing it now because we're not done yet. You got to apply torque to your hips. So when you're standing and you have that tripod foot dialed in, you have to twist that knee out. So you basically apply external rotation, it's called, to the ground, but that's going to tighten up your joints. Um, it's actually really interesting how it happens because you'll feel your hips get a little tight. Some people don't know how to explain it, but that's part of that mind-body connection, right, that I mentioned before. You have to, you have to keep everything as tense as possible so that way you feel it. If you just did a squat without thinking about it. Think about how unstable your feet would be, which leads to how unstable your ankles would be. It means you're not really tensing your glutes. So the minute you break at the hips, you might sway left or right, or your knees might fall inward. They might even slide forward. Don't even get me started on your core not being tight. So the people are going to lean forward, or they might arch their back a little bit too much. So you need a tight core when you do that. And then... <laughs> It's just a torso tilt, pretty much. Once you have a bad core, everything's going to come forward, right? So that's something important that people have to pay attention to and deliberately think about. Tense your body. Contract your muscles. Think about your movement. Really, really be present in the moment. It sounds kind of like meditation-esque, but be present in the moment. That's what working out's for. That's what training is for, right? It's so you can enjoy everything else in life and do good without getting injured. We're going for longevity here, right? Not necessarily performance, but definitely longevity. Maintenance and care with your feet is another thing that people neglect, myself included. Um, but it's something that I'm learning about and other people are also learning about it too. Every time I read something, there's always something new, new device being created or something, a new stretch or new movement that can possibly tackle this. You kind of got to troubleshoot it to see what really works and what doesn't work. Um, but there's a lot of stuff being developed. People are looking at it. So something I've noticed and ran, you can take it from PTs too. Physical, if anybody's ever had PT for their feet, a lot of this stuff carries over. So I hope you guys are saving those packets because that's what I tell people to do. Save it, use it, because that injury is going to be there for the rest of your life and it can always come back. So you got to have a way to like tackle it, kind of prevent it or keep it at bay. So something you can do with your feet and ankles actually is foam roll. So if you haven't heard of foam rolling, it's basically like a, it's a, it's a ball you could use and, or it's a long cylindrical piece of foam or hard plastic that you pretty much use to dig into your muscles. Self myofascial release is what it's called. It's basically just like a little massage. Um, it's actually pretty handy and it works out really well. I mean, I've, I've loosened up. I've seen clients loosen up. My boy Ken from college, he's, he's the one who introduced me to a foam roller, and he uses it all the time. Um, but you can use that foam roller, and you can run your feet, the bottoms of your feet, because I know people got plantar fasciitis. Um, so you can run that on the bottoms of your feet and apply pressure. Don't, don't go light. 
So it actually doesn't feel that comfortable. <laughs> it actually hurts when you're breaking up tissue like that. If you ever had a massage, a deep tissue massage, yeah, it hurts a little bit. So make sure you put some weight on it, okay, and just rock on that muscle because it is a muscle on the bottom of your foot that flexes. You can also uh, foam roll your calves. Your calves are tight. So if you'll notice, some of the stretches that I gave you before in the beginning of the podcast were actually geared towards the calves themselves. If your calves are tight, they're going to pull up on the muscles downstream, right? So that's going to cause pretty much discomfort, bad movement. Couple that with collapsing arches maybe or just unstable feet, and it's just a mess, right? So everything can get messed up, but you just have to mobilize things. It's good to foam roll things. I mean, it's always good to stretch and strengthen. Okay, you got to strengthen everything um, around the area. So calf raises are pretty good for that. Something that I learned a while ago, years ago, I was, I was an in, at an internship one year and the owner was doing a personal training session and he had the person take their shoes off. So I mentioned that earlier too, working out barefoot. I asked him why and he told me the same exact thing that I just told you, pretty much for stability purposes. And that's when I started to do it. It does make a difference. I'm not only that, I actually bought a pair of barefoot shoes. I just wanted to test them out. I had no idea what they would be like. Um, but it's just something I wanted to see because I was reading a lot about this stuff. Not even reading, just seeing. Like, haven't you ever just wondered, like, okay, why am I really working out with my shoes off? What's it like? I've seen people wear these barefoot shoes too, the ones with the fingers. That's another thing that I, I saw back in the day. I haven't seen it recently, obviously, because the models have gotten better. Like, the, the shoe models have gotten better, the form. But I bought these shoes, man, and I will tell you something. I feel great. The way I walk... So I had like a little, a little twinge in my hip back in the day. I broke my leg when I was in high school. So I don't think my glutes caught back up. And I think that pretty much my whole right leg was still lacking somewhere. I couldn't really find like where, um, but I wore these shoes pretty much to try to like remedy it or see if it would help out at least. Cause you never know bottom down. You start from the bottom up. We're going to see if it's going to help out. I didn't really think I walked weird or stood weird. Um, but Turns out I probably did. I'm not saying that the shoes themselves help that pain in my hip go away or help in my leg go away. I'm saying that the way I walked and moved could have possibly mattered. Um, just because I literally could tell a difference in the way I move and my feet, my toes were starting to get like bunched up in the front because I bought these Adidas shoes. They were a little tight, but I still wore them. Um, but my toes were starting to bunch up in the front kind of. And ever since I bought these shoes, I've been wearing them for like four weeks. My, they're fine. My feet actually kind of look different. They feel different. If I try to like spread, the, you know, when girls get their men and women, don't matter, get their toes done and they spread your toes with that little foam stuff. I couldn't do that like with my feet. Like it was like hard for me to do that. It actually hurt for me to do that. And I did it the other day. I put my fingers, splayed out my toes, just put my fingers in between my toes to stretch them. And it actually worked, dude. I did it no problem. So I'm actually impressed. And that's the only reason I'm saying this because I, I actually saw something happen like that. I didn't think it was going to work or that was ever going to like go down, but it really improved my feet. So not saying buy the shoes, but I'm saying just walk around barefoot. Most of us like to do it anyway. Um, another tool you could use is a lacrosse ball. So well, any hard ball, if it's too hard, just go softer with like a tennis ball. Don't use a racquetball. It's just too squishy. Um, could be used for other things. I have no idea, but for the purposes of massaging your feet, a little too soft. Tennis ball is good. Lacrosse ball is good. I have a baseball in my bag. 
Um, anything hard, really. But you can do the same thing as you would do with the foam roller. Um, just break that muscle up and kind of help it relax after stabilizing. Because if you're not used to stabilizing, you're, the bottoms of your feet are going to hurt because you're actually demanding that muscle to work by adding that rotation when you're standing straight, right? So that turns all the muscles on and it, it will get fatigued after a while. Kind of like you, you went on a long walk for like six miles. The bottoms of your feet hurt. It's not because it's slapping, it's because it's providing all that stability. All right, so let me recap this quick. We are, uh, we went over a bunch and I want to see if I can pop anything in there for you. So again, we are working on the foot and ankle. You do it for stability and mobility purposes. You do it for mobility and stability purposes. The ankle deals with the stability, okay? So challenge yourself. Hold your balance. Go go do a crane. Go do a little crane pose, Mr. Miyagi style, on a box or something. Don't get hurt, though. Um, but just practice your balance, okay? Hold things. Move your leg around. Move your arms around. Put your body in weird positions that, that you, you may not be in. Imagine you're falling, Imagine you are on one leg and you're falling. If you activate your glutes, quads, and you really get the get your foot set and really grip the ground with your toes, you'll find that you are a lot more stable. Um, as long and as for your ankle, move it in those positions. That dorsiflexion, when you like, you bring your toes up, you move your toes up with your leg with your foot. That's dorsiflexion. If you point your toes, that's plantar flexion. When you lift those toes up, that angle, as far as you can move your ankle, that's what you're trying to improve. So you're trying to force your ankle past that range of motion. So that way you can get deeper. That'll allow you to get like deeper into a squat. And it'll just help you from preventing to like roll your ankles or anything. Honestly, you step on a crack and just boop, just because it's stiff and it can't rebalance. Okay. So it's good to have a mobile ankle. Definitely going to cut down on injuries. Again, it's going to help you with your falling. It's going to help you with your walking just because that arch collapse and be conscious of it. You know, it's just like you have to be conscious of your posture. You can't just try to improve your posture without thinking about it. And I have some pretty crappy posture sometimes. And even me, I have to be corrected. I literally have to think about it, roll everything back, pop the chest forward. So it's the same thing with when you're walking or doing any like type of movement that you're either a not good at, or you're just learning. And honestly, just movement in general, it's good to be mindful. Definitely good to be mindful. Those stretches again, so I call it like the basic calf stretch. Literally go up to a wall, put your toes on the wall, and try to have your ankle touch the ground. If it's hard to visualize, tons of pictures. On the internet, ask somebody. Ask an athlete. They'll definitely know what I'm talking about. That little foot walk over, just stand still, and then just take a big step forward and keep that foot planted. You got to keep one foot planted as you step over and just keep that heel down. If that heel comes up, you are too tight for that range, Okay. That's at the, at the end of the day, that's what that means. And make sure you keep that foot stable. It's only going to help you. You could use anything that you want to for balance. Um, just because you don't want to fall while you're stretching. Okay. You want, you want to have that flat foot and you want to be able to push that range of motion in a stable way. Keep it a little safe. Make sure that knee is not moving left or right. Make sure that knee is moving in the same direction as your foot. Okay. That's how you could tweak it. If it's going any other direction, actually, that's why your feet and ankles, that's another reason why they have to be stable and mobile. So that way your knee is actually not moving left or right when you're actually trying to move straight. Um, the benefits of it, I mean, we went over that. Went over that. You ain't going to fall. Maintain that forever. It's going to help you in your athletic abilities. It's just going to help you throughout the day. You feel safer, I'd say. 
Um, and then again, that maintenance and care, foam roll, lacrosse ball, workout barefoot. Just test it out. If you're skeptical of anything, skeptical, oh, just test it. If you don't like it, you don't got to do it. And working out barefoot is actually super free. You know, you already bought the shoes. Just kick them off. Try to do some squats. Um, and a good exercise to put both of those things together, I want to say, is the single leg RDL. Um, all you do is you stand up, lift the one leg off the ground behind you. Okay. It's only got to be about an inch. And you're going to hinge at the hips and tilt forward. So it's, it's hard to describe verbally, but definitely look into that single leg RDL. Okay. It challenges that balance, hip stability, knee stability, ankle mobility. It practice, it, it challenges all of it. Okay. And you're leaning forward. So you really actually do feel like you're going to fall. It's a muscle strengthening exercise. Um, but that, that stability for your foot, boy, you're going to feel it. So definitely look into that. I hope everyone's been reading, checking out those books, educating themselves a little bit, testing out these workouts. I know it's hard to do cardio now, especially with the weather being so crappy, but hopefully everybody's getting out there. 30 minutes. That's all you got to do. Just try for the 30. Um, and when it comes to your foot and ankle, guys, don't be too hard on them. Right? I know that sounds stupid, but don't go hiking in tennis shoes. <laughs> don't go hiking barefoot. Don't do those things. You know, you still have need the proper equipment to do this stuff like that. So you got to be kind on your body. Don't be putting 20 miles on your body when you're not even used to doing two. Um, but when it comes to that foot and ankle, take care of it, strengthen it, improve that balance, um, and improve that stability. Okay. So practice that tripod foot and stretch your calves, move your ankle through that range of motion and just be deliberate about it. Okay. It's only going to benefit you in the end. Thank you for listening to Fit Talk with Nick. Please feel free and leave a review or, and or share this with friends or family or anybody that you think it might help. Um, you can find the show on rumrunnerspodcastnetwork.com or anywhere that you get podcasts. Please feel free to join that group on Facebook or send me an email, askfitnick at gmail.com. There could have been something I missed. There could have been something I was incorrect about. Um, and I don't want to be handing out and or learning bad info. So keep me accountable. Keep learning, stay consistent, and have a fantastic day, guys. Bye.